Everyone wants more money, but most of us weren't taught how to create an abundant life. That's where the More Money Show comes in. If you're ready to have more money, create more freedom, and experience more fun, turn the volume up. It's time to learn how to create the prosperity and life you have been dreaming of. Here's your host, Cassie Parks. Hello, and welcome to this episode of More Money. Today, the tables are being turned, and Kate Kretzinger from K8 well for wellness.com which is k the number eight the number four wellness.com is interviewing me your host cassie parks uh welcome to the more money show thanks for being here kate and volunteering Um, to do this thank you for having me i love this i'm so excited (laughs) (laughs) this is always one of my favorite parts because i love to know what's in your brain what are your burning questions and when i was learning and growing i was just wanted to be able to like ask right? Like maybe it's something that is about like specific coaching to me, but I wanted to be able to like ask the the back, like what happens behind the scenes sort of questions. Yeah. And some of these are that way. That's why I had so much fun with this because I was like putting myself in the listener's shoes, you know, and saying, what would they want to know? What was, what were my burning questions? And then there were some that you know, as I listened to yours and Ginny's podcast, I was like, okay, well, I'm going to ask these questions too. (laughs) There's a mix of them in here. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah, me too. Well, I'm ready when you are. All right. Well, we're going to start as always. What's exciting and new with you? Oh man, I'm getting ready to travel, like back-to-back travel, which is super fun. Uh, it also, it, it, and it's something that I definitely know that I scripted. Like I haven't gone back and found the script, but I know traveling back-to-back and traveling to be with friends and then getting to see clients and then seeing friends is all something that I scripted. And so whenever something comes true in my scripts, uh, it's just even more special when you're like, I know I wrote something like this, like That's some awesome. years ago. Yeah. That is so cool when that happens. Yeah, it's awesome. And it's happened before. The thing is, it's still exciting every time it happens because, <laughs> you know, my whole life isn't back-to-back travel and I don't want it to be that. And so this has happened before, but it's just, it's fun every time it happens. That is so cool. And I, I've been able to experience the scripting and it happening too. And mine are not huge yet, yet. And uh, so, but I notice all the little subtle things you know, the universe is like here it is here it is oh <laughs> it's so fun right There's it is something more magical the experience for me is more magical when I'm like oh, I decided I wanted this I scripted this yeah. it's happening yeah it's so cool I love it <laughs> oh. Well, I'm going to dive into these questions because I've been like dying to ask you these questions since I've signed up to do this with you. So <laughs> I'm going to jump in first. <laughs> Go for so, it. I, I love listening to you talk and I love because I'm part of your circle too, the Enchanted Circle. And I always, you know, I love that you always catch us with, with our thoughts and help us to, to put them um, more towards our future self. So these are some of the questions that I was like, oh, I wonder what is going on in Cassie's head all the time. So like, what is your first thought in your head when you wake up in the morning? What do you think? Oh, that's my first thought in my head. Yeah. I, this might sound weird, but I don't think I have a first thought. That's like awesome. other than, yeah, like it's, um, it's really, cause I think this is cool. No one's ever asked me this. I used used to have thoughts, right? And it's funny that you asked this because I was thinking about, um, it's coming up on a year since I quit my corporate job. And so always this time of year, sort of like, it's like the month before gets me thinking about what that life was like and looking back at that. And 
I was thinking about um, my boss's boss when I quit, who I also had a like a personal relationship with. He um, he goes, why are you quitting? And I said, I'm tired of trying to have to convince myself to get out of bed in the morning. And so Ooh. I I think the best way I can say it is that's what it was at the end of my corporate job. And I think part of that came from like knowing I was leaving and and feeling a little bit like I had to stay for this amount of time. But so now when I get up, I don't, it's clean, it's fresh. It's very much like there's some space before I even have a thought. I just stand up and be and stretch and walk and um start the coffee because I love to go sit and have coffee and even then I would say there's some thoughts I don't have a lot of thoughts like I usually check my calendar the night before so I know and I you know as you know if you've listened for any length of time I don't start working till 10 mm-hmm. so I don't have to have a thought of like okay when's my first thing like I know at 10 o'clock I'm I'm on I get to do me before that that's awesome and that's like a perfect segue to the next question so what does your morning ritual look like so <laughs> you don't I mean you just said you start the coffee you kind of walk around and stretch but what does that look like before your first client at 10 o'clock how do you prepare yourself for the day yeah so a lot of times I will go um, for a walk in the morning so I'll get up and I'll either go work out and then come home and and sometimes I'll um, meet a friend and I'll go swim at 5 a.m. Uh, or 6 a.m. I leave, have to leave the house at 5. But um, So I go work out and come back and then make the coffee or um, and then just sit. And then sometimes I just get up and I go make coffee and I go outside <clears throat> and sit and just be and sort of enjoy that first cup of coffee in the beingness in the moment. And then I will usually script um, from anywhere from 15 minutes to an hour, hour and a half sometimes. Um, maybe go for a walk if I haven't gone to work out before that. Um, I will check on my some of my own personal things, you know, like check emails for um, other, you know, other businesses that I have, other investments, things that I want to do. Um, yeah, I might talk to a friend before I get on the call. And then... Yeah. If I have a client at 10, I do actually check in a lot of times into our online coaching system before so that I can make sure I've served my clients and then go into my day. But yeah, that's that's pretty much what it is. And it's very um, slow. It was interesting. Yeah. Like some of my friends are like, we don't start work till 10. I'm like, yeah, but I get up at six or seven and I take it easy. And I, cause that's for me, what I always wanted was I don't like to have to move fast in the morning. I like yeah. to take my time. Yeah. Yeah. Because that sets yeah. a good presence for the day, right? I mean, yeah. you, you start off slow. Your whole day is that way. Mm-hmm. You start off anxious, you get anxious, right? So exactly. it's awesome that you did that. And how long did it take for you to perfect this, the your ritual in the morning? Or is it still evolving? It's pretty certain, but it, like, it, um, it evolves a little bit over time as different things come in or... Um, you know, just different, like we have a puppy in the house. So, you know, now there's like a little extra time to take the puppy out and play with the puppy and stuff (laughs) like that. Um, And so, but it took, so I would wake up and I've been scripting first thing in the morning for a long time. Um, And um, so I've been scripting for a long time. It really was a script. I remember scripting one day and realizing why I didn't start until um, 
I didn't start my day until 10. And it was because I, I was scripting and I was scripting about my relationship and like the morning. And I was like, oh, this is why I don't start till 10 because, and I had kind of said that, but I was really lax in that, right? I would, I'd like maybe start, you know, I wouldn't call it working, but I would start doing something right in the morning. And when I wrote that script and I realized what was going on between the time I woke up and the time that I had clients, you know, in the future where there's kids and there's a relationship and there's all this stuff. I was like, oh, and that was the moment when I really started to protect and honor that space from the time I woke up until 10 a.m. because there is something, there's always going to be something amazing in that space. Yeah. Awesome. That is so cool. I love (laughs) never mentioned you say kids. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Uh, they're in there. Yeah. It's yeah. So um, I want to I want to hear because I love the way you word things and yeah. and I love the way that um, your perspective on things and I'd love to hear your explanation of LOA Cassie Parks's uh. explanation of LOA. <laughs> um, <laughs> in its simplest form, I go back to seventh or eighth grade science class, like attracts like, like that's where I learned that we. Um, that's it's I mean that's I can't remember if it's I can't remember who said it it's, I think it's Newton's law right that like attracts like and so in it's very simplest form that's what I say and it's um who and when I equate that it's who we're being like we attract the stuff that we are um that we are being so if we are being really good to ourselves we attract people who are really good to ourselves if we are being somebody who is the person who has money, like we attract money. Um, we attract those opportunities when we're being that person. And so for me, it's, it really always comes down to like attracts like. Um, and that's like the simplest way. And it's, it's simple and yet there's so much about it, right? Yeah, because it, it goes with all aspects of your life too, not just money. And yes. I love the fact, you know, like, of course we go to you and we focus on money because that's that's the problem at hand, but it's really not about the money. Right. It's about, you know, the energy and all the stuff, like you said, like attracting light. So it helps with all areas of our life, not yes. just business and money. <laughs> right. Cause you can't, um, you can attest to this. You can't be somebody who has more money without changing everything else. Right. Exactly. Not intentionally, not even trying to, but right, your whole right, being. Right. Is, yep. right. Yeah. Absolutely. Totally agree. Absolutely. So what about, um, your LOA tools? What are your favorite LOA tools? scripting of course do you have any other ones do you or or maybe did you do any other ones before you started scripting so I did everything on some level that is in um manifest 10k so I at, at different points have done vision boards I was thinking about the first real vision board that I did uh this morning um because I was thinking about how uh, often we think like the vision board is sort of the fun part. Yeah. The work is becoming the person who has all those things. And I, the first vision board I ever really did was part of a workshop that I was creating. And it really, I think that set me on this 10 year, what it's been 10 years now, I think really deep dive into self-development. Like before then I was always learning and growing, but that is the moment because 
um, there was this relationship on the vision board and I had to become the person who was in that relationship. Mm-hmm. And so now I can see how that like set all these other things in motion. Right. Yeah. Um, so I've done, I do the vision board. Um, I will, like I have done a, I've done a playlist before I, um, I do all of the, all the things, right. Visualize, um, what else? I'm trying to think what else I do. Now they come more, um, they come out of, out of scripting. So when you really, um, and the beingness, I actually practiced before. So one of the things that's not like necessarily a tool, but, you know, when I was at my job and I would get like frustrated, I would practice getting into the place of feeling like I was going to be financially independent. I used to add up like, okay, I'm going to pay this off and then this house, and then I'll have this much money to spend on vacations. And then I'll have this much money and then I'll have this much money every month. And I would write it out. And I mean, this is like 10 or 20 years, but I could do the math because that's fun for me. Right. And get myself to the place in the future where I was like, okay, this is my life. Right. And I could have that feeling. So tapping into the feeling, the, the beingness, all of those are the, the tools I use, but now it really is, it's scripting. Cause I think for me, I know for me, that's what shifted everything from learning how to be Yeah, like I had done that before. That's, that is what I did to leave my job. Every key to what I did was tapping into that beingness of financially independent, thinking like a financially independent woman, um, behaving like somebody who has a choice to go to work right? Because that was what was being financially independent for me was like, I don't want to get up and have to be to work at seven every day. Right. I right. want a choice whether I want to work or whether I want to work at 10 a.m. Um, yeah. yeah. I can see that. Like, so, so many questions come up when you, when you say that. Like, so how, how did you build your trust muscle to trust that it's, you know, and to not control the how, you know, and to just trust that it's going to happen. How did you build that? Like how, what was, what did that process look like for you? Oh, that's a good one. I have to think back on what happened. I think, um, not getting things and still believing. So I was writing this story the other day for something, you know, but when I, when I really said, when I let go and I said, I'm not going to work, I'm not going to force, I'm not going to force all this. Right. Um, and try all these things that weren't working. And I said, that's enough. And then I said, what do you really want? And what I wanted was, you know, to, I wanted to not have to go to a job every day. I wanted time in my life. I wanted to feel like I had time. Mm -hmm. And so when I really started to tap into that person, um, my sister had this opportunity like that she told me about that was like, oh, that's a pathway right? And so I think that built trust, like really deciding what I wanted and then see, and then not going into action. This is what it was. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was deciding what I want and, and then sitting still in what I want and practicing being what I want and not go, it is like, I had to stop myself from being in action long enough to see that something would come up. So that was the first thing with her. And then the first house where I saw the possibility, like, oh, here's the path to financial independence, which really came out of nowhere, which is interesting because I already had an investment property and I couldn't see it. But when this came, and it was a little bit different, it wasn't because I had gone into that investment property different. I had a different mindset. I was thinking 30 years from now. Um, but when that next thing popped up, when I wasn't in action, I was just being like, that was amazing. And then tr- like choosing to trust that, like, okay, like 
and it just recognizing, I think partly that feeling that like, oh, this, this is it. This feels different. Maybe not knowing what it was right now. I know what it was looking back, but oh, this feels different. Like, let's check this out. And so then building that trust and not getting, I think what actually built my trust muscle was not getting the first property that I wanted. And then I didn't get the second property that I wanted. And then I actually, um, I didn't at first get the, the property that I actually, um, solidified my financial independence. I didn't get that one at first. Cause there was, I didn't want to pay as much as they wanted or something. Okay. And they said no to me. And I was like, okay. And then I sat with it, right. Instead of force it, I just sat with it until I said, okay, it totally makes sense at that price. And it did obviously yeah. and I can do that and I can trust that. And so it was, mm. it was slowing down. It was being clear about what I wanted and it was stopping taking action. Ah, yeah. that's, and that's so, I mean, it's stuff that, that we're learning working with you. Yeah. And I can see how, um, cause I've had that happen to me a couple of times too. Like you said, it's inspired. It feels right. It feels different. And so I, I can totally understand when you say that, what that, what you mean by that. Um, and I'm sure, you know, people that don't are just learning how to practice LOA don't understand what that means, but you definitely do. And it's, like you said, sitting still yeah. <laughs> and sitting with it without yeah. taking action. That's the yeah. hard part. So I'm assuming that, um, and correct me if I'm wrong, you probably did like a lot of motivational speaker, um, like conferences and you like bought self-help books. Did you do any of that stuff or was that just something that you already knew right off the bat didn't work? Um, in the beginning, I did some of that. So, and I give credit like for really opening up to this possibility of financial independence from one of the, um, the seminars that I invested in. I did, I did a few seminars. I read a few books. I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad when I was 19. I didn't finish it, but I read enough to get it. Like I was like, okay, got it. And it took me a lot of years to sort of grow into that. So I did a little bit of that. I also, um, studied something that I would like, um, work on myself about changing your thoughts and beliefs. And so really early on, I realized my power um, and what I had to change it. And I, um, so I did some of that, but I wasn't this um, overall forever junkie. I didn't always forever have a book because I, yeah, I don't know if I intuitively knew or just investing big early on, um, which is, you know, that's my money chaser story. So that's, it yeah. happened to be a good thing in that moment. <laughs> a seminar that opened my brain to go, okay, this is possible. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. And, yeah. and I guess that kind of brings up a question about the inspired action too. So one of the questions that I, cause I hear you and Jenny talking about that stuff yeah. a lot too. And that seems to be something that you um, really encourage us to do, obviously is sitting with it and going with the inspired, like the little whispers, because our, as you say, our future self whispers to us, she doesn't yell or scream. She whispers. (laughs) So let's say, you know, like someone thinks they've have an inspired action, like an inspired, um, I don't want to call it action, but a thought. Yeah. We act on it. Uh-huh. Um, instead of sitting with it, like you're teaching us how to, because sometimes we just get so excited, we jump in. Yeah. So what are your thoughts? Like if we're not sure and we go ahead and we do it anyway, do you think we, we still end up in the same path that we're supposed to be on? Just a longer way to get there? Ooh, uh, I thought this question was going somewhere else. Give me a second. Oh, um, well, you have to tell me. Yeah. Going too. I'll, I'll tell you that first and then I'll answer that question. Okay. So I thought, 
so I think when you do have inspired action, when you're learning, one of the ways to know if it's inspired is to sit with it because it like keeps coming up. And then what I've found, and this may be different for everybody is like, there's like almost this way you, like you have to move on it, right? Like when I said, like, I didn't get that property at first because I didn't want to pay that. Like it just kept coming and not in a like, oh my God, you have to do this kind of way feeling, but in this other feeling that was like that nagging, like, hey, you got to go do this. You got to go do this. You got to go do this, right? Mm -hmm. And so- if when you're learning one of the ways if somebody goes I don't know what that feels like is to every time you have an action to just sit and notice how it feels like does it like does that enthusiasm pass or is there still this little thing that's like do it do it do it right um so then I think when you take inspired action sometimes you can you can go right in because it's inspired and you know it right but then you can get in the middle and sometimes it stops feeling inspired Right. And, um, and that's okay. And I think the key then is to wait for the next step, like wait, because often inspire, we're actually going to do a show on this soon, but, um, a lot of times inspired action is to get us to see the next possibility. It's not often to like the action isn't necessarily. So this one idea isn't necessarily supposed to get us to this other place. Right. Like I remember I was, um, way back, you know, I was going to write a, write a book. And I had this idea for this book and I like, did all this research, like, how do I self-publish it? And how do I, and this was like 10 years ago, how do I do all this? Right. <laughs> and I never wrote that book, but six months later, this opportunity to speak came and people always said, well, if you're a speaker, you need a book. Right. And so I was able to knock that book out, get it self-published, edited everything in two weeks because I'd done that research before. So sometimes it's just a stepping stone. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. If we take the action and we don't, so if it's truly inspired and you, and you sit and you wait for inspiration along the way, you get there. I think when you force it, you're creating that same story. And so I don't, I am not a person who says like, we get, like, it all works out. Like, I think you'll get there anyway, you'll just learn a lesson, right? I take it like uh, like Candyland, if you've ever played with a kid, right? And yeah. you're almost to the top and then you get like the weird looking brown guy and you have to go back to the bottom, right? Yes. Like, <laughs> it might be like that. Um, That's a great analogy. <laughs> yeah, like, I like oh, that. man. <laughs> Mr. Plumpy, right? Is that what he is, Mr. Plumpy? Mr. Yeah, like, Plumpy. Oh, right, when you're like so close to the castle, you know? so you still get there um you just like the quicker that you learn and adjust the more you're inspired and the more you're in alignment with what you want the quicker you'll get there that's awesome did that answer your question it sure does yeah what about um affirmations what do you what are your thoughts on that and do you use them I do not. Uh, I knew that answer. I do. I just wanted to throw it out there. I love it because I love talking about it. I know you do. (laughs) Uh, I do. Well, and I guess that's not, I don't use affirmations in the, the typical sense because I think what happens a lot of times with affirmations is we reach for something really big and this is what, and it doesn't feel true, right? Like I'm a millionaire, I'm a millionaire. And you look around and you're like, I'm not a millionaire right? Like you, because your brain is like, no, that's not true. And so there's this battle with it. Um, 
And so, but sometimes if they feel, because often we're picking from someone else's list or we're going to an affirmation because you're trying to fix something else. It's like, oh, I don't have money. Okay, my affirmation is I'm a millionaire. Well, you're just trying to write over the fact, like there's a, there's a space in the middle where it can be like, I do have enough money. And then you can find the affirmation that fits. I am in favor, and this happens a lot, affirmations that come from your future self. Yeah. Um, so oftentimes, and this is true for me too, like one of them is, um, came out of scripting and one day something happened, like I wrote, I scripted something and it was, I wrote, I am grateful. I am so well taken care of. Aww. Right. Yeah. And I was like, oh yeah. And that was really cool on a lot of levels. But what I took is like, oh, I'm always so well taken from that moment on. Like that was a mantra that was, uh, if you want to call it an affirmation, like, I'm always, I said, like, I'm so well taken care of. And I, the thing is, is that I confirm that in the moments it's true versus like trying to say it beforehand to make something happen. Gotcha. Yeah. And I will, yeah. Um, I just put that difference together. So would you, would you, I don't mean to interrupt. I'm sorry. So would you say that that's like a mantra versus an affirmation? Because I find that they're two different things. That is more of a mantra. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah. I, I find that those speak more true, like you yeah. were saying, versus an yeah. affirmation, because you're right. Our brain always looks for truth in what we're saying, mm-hmm. or at least validate what we're saying. And, and it kind of struggles with that, like you said, because we're trying to make something happen Yeah. versus a mantra. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's, yeah. that's good. That was yeah. a good one. So I have one more question. Yeah. Um, and this one I love putting out there. And, and um, the reason why I put it out there is because it's used a lot in many different ways. And, um, and the word is karma, right? Yeah. So is this something, I know, I don't like that either. <laughs> <laughs> How about your sound? Um, the reason why I asked that is because the way I look at karma is actually different. I just look at it as lessons that we have to learn along the way until we get it right you know, that kind of thing. But a lot of people use it in a negative term. And um, is that something that, that you see in LOA a lot? Like, is it an LOA term or do you, do you not see it as an LOA term? Hmm. Or would you name it something else instead of karma? You know? I don't think I see it as an LOA term. Yeah. Um, but it, it kind of is like, uh, I wish I had the definition in front of me, but I've seen like the true, often we take or, or it happens, you know, when we bring that, cause karma is an Eastern, yeah. it's more of an Eastern word. Right. And so right. when it translated into Western, like sometimes it is like, oh, they'll get theirs, right. They hurt me. So they'll get theirs. Yeah. But really karma is about, um, I've seen this definition. I'm trying to remember it. It's not, it, it just, it is LOA, right. It's, And it's not about like getting somebody back, but it is like, if I'm putting out, I'm not worthy, I'm going to get that back. Yeah. Right. And so, Mm -hmm. and it's, and it's clearing that up and it's the same thing. Like if I hurt somebody and I realize that later on, like I got to do my own work on that because none of us is perfect. And every one of us has hurt someone else unintentionally or sometimes intentionally, right? There's a saying, hurt people, hurt people. Mm-hmm. And so often in our lives, wherever we are on a path, if we have been hurt, we have likely hurt someone else because right. we haven't healed that wound. And so are we going to get an opportunity to heal that again and again? Yeah. Are we going to get an opportunity to heal ourselves? Yeah. That is going to yeah. come back. And it's not that, you know, it's like, oh, they're going to get theirs. They're going to get whatever they need to be healed, right? Because it was that 
it was that match. It was that vibrational match of I'm hurting and you're hurting. And so I can hurt you. Right. Kind of thing. And so I think that's more what it comes to. I like that because I don't like the negative connotation that it gets with a lot. And a lot of people that, that know me, and I think you know this about me too. I don't like the negative stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I have a hard time with that. Yeah. And so when people say that, I'm like, oh, but I look at it as lessons that we've learned. We have to learn over and over again in our lifetime because it just keeps popping up. Mm-hmm. And I call that karma, learning those mm-hmm. lessons, not like, oh, this is going to happen to this person because they did this kind of thing, you know? So yeah. that's how I believe karma to be. And it just would be interesting to see what yours is. Cause I know you're, you're, you don't like the negative either. And, and I, you totally, I saw your face <laughs> <laughs> and your body language just kind of changed when that word came out. You're like, oh, <laughs> So yeah, uh, thank you for saying that because I, I don't think it has to be negative and, and I, and to me, it's not, it's learning lessons and um, healing those and learning how to let them go so we can be our future selves. And so, yeah, that's awesome. Well, that was the last question I, but I do, I do want to ask you, so what's next for you? What's next? Mm. Yeah. What's next? Um, more people in the enchanted circle, like really growing that space of, um, it's at the point of this interview, it's almost a, a year old, um, which is awesome. And so learning how to expand to serve more people right now, I know how to serve this. And so I want to serve on a grander scale because it's always been, um, forever, even before I really started this version of my business, like I wanted to create a space where people who were actually growing and cause I found a lot of spaces in my life where people said they were growing, but they weren't growing. They were still stuck in the same thing. I, I always felt like I was ahead of them. Like I was like, Oh no, come on. Don't think like that or whatever. Right. But they were in these groups, like they were in LA groups or they were in these supposed communities that were growing Mm-hmm. And they, nobody ever saw as big as possibility as me. And I wanted a space to create a space where people are growing and everybody is seeing everybody's possibility as possible. Like there is no too big of a possibility. It's like, cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Just become that person. Right. Yeah. Um, and so now I have, you know, I'm stepping into that and stepping into the platform where I get to serve a bunch of people so that I get to bring a bunch of people together mm-hmm. to get that support. So that if there's somebody else who's out there and they're like, I have big dreams and I am doing the work, but I can't find the group of people that's doing the work. Like they get to be in this space where everybody's, cause it's so awesome when everybody's yeah. growing and doing the work and there's, there's one coach that doesn't have to be you. <laughs> Right. Right. (laughs) Like when you show up to a place. Yeah. And you get to be the receiver. Yeah. Instead of trying to bring everybody else up to your level. Like, yeah, it's, it's fun and amazing. So what's really next for me is, is opening up, you know, to a lot of people. And um, I'm working and growing into the person who can serve a thousand people at one time. And how do I do that? And how do I open up what I see now is possible and how do I open it up to be like where I say, well, I think I can serve a hundred. Like I've, I've for the last year, I'm like, I can serve a hundred. I can do that. And now I'm opening up and saying, okay, how can I serve a thousand? How can I see that path and that possibility? 
just got goosebumps. <laughs> right? It's so fun. And it is so fun because I can so see you doing that. And, you know, what you provide for us now, that space that you're talking about, that we can see everybody growing. And it's such an awesome dynamic. And I love what you do for us and the space that you provide for us to do all that and the coaching that you give us. And it's just, um, it's such a wonderful feeling. And it's something I look forward to every Monday. <laughs> I'm like, yes, <laughs> I love it. I, just, yeah. I, I love what you do for us. And I can't thank you enough. Um, what you do for us. It's just amazing, amazing work that you're doing. Absolutely. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank Any you. other questions pop up or should we wrap I could up? probably sit here and talk to you all the time, but yes, I, I, the, I those are the main ones that I, I awesome. definitely have for you. And I really appreciate the opportunity to, to interview you today and to let me to do that, to pick your brain a little and to see, see inside what you're thinking. I love that. Thank you so much. You're welcome. My pleasure. Thank you for doing it. Rem, uh, as a reminder, you are listening to Kate from K, the number eight, the number four, wellness.com, who's an amazing health coach. Interview me, your host of More Money, Cassie Parks. Uh, Thank you so much, Kate. Thank you all for listening. And we'll catch you next time in the More Money Show. Thank you for joining us on the More Money Show. To learn more about enrolling in the Enchanted Circle, go to cassieparks.com.